Welcome to Up Next with Tommy Lee, with influential Christian leaders sharing their passions and purpose in personal conversations. And now, founder and president of Resource Global, managing partner of Barnabas Group Chicago, and your host on Up Next, Tommy Lee. Well, good afternoon, everyone, to another uh, Saturday afternoon on Up Next. Uh, our co-host today is two of my favorite people, Sandy Hamstra. Welcome, Sandy. Thanks, Tommy. I'm so, glad glad I got the favorite nod again. I hadn't, <laughs> yeah. hadn't heard that in a while. And Doc <laughs> Feuder, how are you, Doc? I thought I was the favorite, but now I know Sandy is. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. on the phone today, we have a new friend that I just met. She is the author of the book, Mama, What If?, but also, I'm looking forward to just hearing about her story and her journey before she became a writer. And so, Eunice, welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Hey. So good to meet everyone. I'm so glad to be here. Hey, uh, Eunice, before we start, we usually tape this show, and uh, it's freezing here in Chicago. How is the weather like in Los Angeles? Oh, my goodness. The weather here is so warm. It's oh, so sunny. Man. It's beautiful weather today. And every day. You're killing us, Eunice. Come on. (laughs) You know, this past weekend, I was actually in Portland, Oregon, and in Seattle, Washington. And it was cold because we kept going north. And the day, literally the morning we flew, um, we were flying out of Seattle. We were wearing winter clothes. And as soon as we landed in um, LAX, we took off our winter clothes (laughs) and we're back into our flip-flops and our (laughs) T-shirts. Shed the layers. We are jealous. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Sandy Doc, I actually met Eunice actually through the introduction of her sister, Christine. And so I, I think even just talking with Christine and also you, Eunice, you guys grew up in, like for many of us, uh, Asian. I grew up in a Chinese church, grew up in Chinatown, Chicago. And for you and your sister, you grew up in a Korean church. And so talk about your journey. I mean, now we, we're looking and looking at your book, Mama, What If? But what was your journey mm-hmm. to politics, and growing up in Korean church. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I went to a church um, near Dodger Stadium. Uh, it's called Youngnak Presbyterian Church. Yep. And it's one of those multi-generational um, churches where uh, the Korean-speaking um, services are sort of like the immigrant communities. And then you have the next generation of um, those that were born here in the United States and do English services, but we're in the same campus, but mm-hmm. different sort of buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, and but then you have sort of like, you have the English ministry, English speaking services, but then you have a lot of joint services and joint cultural events that take, that go on. And so I did go to church with my parents um, and uh, there's some church members in the church that had three generations, the grandparents, yeah. the parents, and the children. So it's one of those really great multi-generational Korean-American churches. Um, but yes, I did grow up in this church from birth until I got married. And growing up at the church um, was really great. We had a great Awana program that really was formative mm. in, um, in my Christian education, and it was great. Nice. And then after that, did you dive into politics right away or how did you get started into the area of politics and then later on as an author? Okay, yes. Well, last year in the November um, 2018 elections, I did serve as the office manager for Young Kim for Congress. She's a really great Christian, Korean-American 
women who ran for Congress, um, the U.S. House of Representatives for the 39th Congressional District. And I was able to uh, be a part of her team because I served with actually her husband um, back in um, 2004, 2000, maybe 2004 to around 2000, uh, I want to say 6-ish. Um, I served on um, the Korean American Coalition uh, based in downtown Los Angeles. And there we worked to empower the Korean American community in politics. So I, in 2004-2005, I, w- I started off as a college intern, and right after I graduated, I continued to do, um, to, to work as a sort of, um, like, short projects and things like, special events and things like that. And her husband, uh, Charles Kim, uh, was the executive director for that, and he, he is sort of like a really big community leader, and, um, and I just uh, stayed in touch uh, with the both of them, and when she, Young Kim, ran for office, she asked me to join her mm, team. Got it. Hey, you're listening to Up Next with my co-host today, Doc Feuder, as well as Sandy Hamstra. And on the phone today, we have Eunice Kang. Sandy? Eunice, uh, first of all, I love your book. I'm holding it right now. Uh, it's called Mama What Oh, if. thank you! And I, I have four kids of my own and um, just really resonated with the message of the book. I'm curious, where did the idea for your for this book come from? I read that the inspiration was actually from a real conversation you had with one of your kids. That's right. I was in the car with my son, and we had a really great, fun, silly conversation. And then as soon as I went home, it was one of those conversations where you want to remember it forever. Oh, yeah. So I penned it down. I drew six figures. I stapled it together, and I read it to him for his bedtime story. Nice. And as my husband sort of walked by, he heard, you know, the the story, and he was like, that's a really good story. You You know, you should consider publishing it. And that night, oh, my goodness, the plant, I mean, the seed was planted in my heart (laughs) and in my mind. And I didn't go to sleep till like two or three in the morning because I was researching how to publish a book. And the reason why I decided to publish this book independently, um, self-publish, is because I figured out that if I wanted to go um, through a traditional publisher, um, it would take two to three years because you have to find a literary agent. And then when um, you have to submit it, you have to get it approved. And even after that, you have no creative control over the illustrations mm-hmm. or the design of the book or the cover of the book. And I wanted to make those decisions, right? Yeah. And so um, I was able to start and finish this project within five months. Wow. And I did, wow. and I published this book. Yes, yes, that's right. It was important to me that I get to make those creative decisions because I wanted to create a specific type of book that I wanted to pass down not only to my child but to other parents who wanted to get their hands on this book as a Christian and as a mother and how I wanted to revamp the image of what a millennial mom looks like. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to make sure that my child and us being Korean Americans um, wanted to have a book where when he looked at the book that he had a reflection of himself and his family in the book. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those things are really important to me. So I did uh, go ahead and publish that book independently. I set up my own publishing company, Mighty Fortress Press, and I wow. found an illustrator and got it published. That's wow. amazing. And, you know, this is a part of a series, right? So this is book one with others to follow. Was that your intent from the beginning as you were starting Mighty Fortress? 
that this would be something that yes. you would add to? Because aren't, aren't there a, a number of these that you have in mind uh, to do going forward and even a second one on the pipeline right now? Is that right? Yes, that's it. I am so excited to share that I have a second book that's already, um, we're already starting with the illustrations. The book is already written. And that book, I'm so excited to share, is going to be about the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, that's so awesome. if you see in this particular book, it is, it's is—it's not overtly Christian. It, it has a Judeo-Christian worldview where it, has con- where it talks about love and things like that. And for me, the message of this book is um, to... Uh, to build the love and trust of a relationship between a parent and a child mm-hmm. through conversation, through a wonderful conversation and a fun conversation and silly conversations. Um, but the second book that we're working on, and I really feel like through conversations with others and the feedback of others, and also I feel like the conviction that God is giving me is that for the second book to um, to to take it to take on talking about love, joy, peace, yeah, patience, kindness, right, goodness, right. gentleness, and self-faithfulness and self-control. So that is what each of those um, godly characteristics is going to have its own spread in the book. Love so it. I'm really excited uh, to be working on that book as the next book of the series, A Mama and Me Book. Wow. That's cool. Wow. Is that one coming out soon as well? Or as quickly that as That is going to be coming one? out later this year. Yes, awesome. it is. That is so um, good. So my illustrator, her name is Jane Yu. She is an amazingly talented illustrator. Um, she also uh, the she also is a full time um, math teacher hmm. um, for the junior high school uh, for junior high school students. But she has been doing this in the evenings during her summer vacation, during her weekends, and uh, she also is a calligrapher um, uh, in her own right. She has like 10,000 Instagram followers wow. on her Instagram page, uh, made by Jane for you. So she has her own following. So this has been amazing. One thing about self-publishing this book is that we don't have a marketing division department behind us. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about connecting with people. It's all about building your author platform. It's all about building your illustrative platform and then using our personal contacts, our personal networks to really market the book, especially for, um, a new startup uh, publishing company. Yeah, for real. And she's done a good job, Doc Sandy. I mean, it's I have quality as we're looking at this mm-hmm. thing. I've yep. looked on their Amazon. You guys are doing really, really well in terms of sales <laughs> on Amazon, and you've done a very good job of connecting and building a platform for all this uh, here. Thank you so much. I think, yes, we had a really huge Amazon book launch, and the book actually uh, hit number one bestseller in, wow. um, in the children's, in different children's book categories. And so it did really well. Um, and since then, you know, it's been fluctuating. The ratings have been going, the rankings have been going up and down. But yes, this is a number one best-selling book on Amazon. Okay. Eunice, we have some uh, more questions. We're going to take a quick break. But when we get back, I have more questions on self-publishing, but also your journey as well, too, and being Korean-American. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back on Up Next. And our guest today is Eunice, and uh, we have Sandy Hamstra, as well as Doc Peters, our co-host today. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Up Next with Tommy Lee on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Well, welcome back to Up Next. We are on the phone today with Eunice King, author of Mommy What If? Our co-host is Sandy Hamstra, as well as Doc Feuder. Hey, Eunice, let me ask you a quick question. You mentioned one thing that I really found interesting. I kind of understand that being a Chinese-American, but you mentioned that you would love your son to understand and see a little part of being a Korean in this book. Talk about what that means for some people who may not understand. That's right. Sure. Um, when I, I, as a mom of a five-year-old and a two-year-old, I've already read hundreds of books to my child, to my children, we go to the library um, every week. We, you know, borrow 10 books at a time, and we yeah. read them a lot of books. But one thing I realized when I read all these books, um, and a variety of books, is that if you did have a book about different relationships, it didn't have a book that, had, that focused on the relationship between a parent and a child. So for number one, the reason why I wrote this book was I wanted a book that focused um, on on building love and trust between a parent and a child. Um, you have a lot of books on friendship, and it's peer-to-peer. But for me, the most important relationship in society, in the family relationship, is a parent and a child. And so that was number one, um, a big uh, focus that I wanted to put on the book. And number two, if it was between a parent and a child, it was, some, it was a lot of the time animal-based. So you have, like, a mama bear or a brother bear or sister bear. But even then, it, it didn't show the characters in human form. Mm. And when it did come into human form, um, you have a lot of mainstream books that focus on, yes, you know, Caucasian families mm. and maybe, um, and lately I do see a lot more African-American families. And then you have a focus more on diverse books. But even among the diverse books, there aren't a lot of books that focused on, let's say, the Asian-American family. And so for me, it was important for me that my child had at least one book in his hands that had a reflection of himself that looked like him, that looked like his family, someone that he can relate to. Um, because even when I try to find books on, let's say, that had more diverse characters, um, maybe there were books from Korea. And so the books weren't in English. Or if you have books that came from Korea that my parents-in-law, you know, my mother and father-in-law sent me from Korea, they're illustrated by Asians living in Asia, right? Mm -hmm. So some of them look like maybe anime style. Some of them um, maybe it it wasn't something even that I can relate to, even though they did look Asian, right? Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to create a book. I wanted to create a book that um, had Asian American characters. And so um, Jane and I, she's a, a fellow um, Korean American, and she's also uh, in her 30s. I'm in my 30s as well. When you look at the book, I'm really excited that um, it looks like me and it looks like a lot of our friends. And, mm. and for the boy and for the boy character, it looks a lot like our children. And so for this particular book, it has a mom and a son. But for the future books, we are going to introduce the father and then a sister. Nice. So I'm really excited about that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's good. Uh, Eunice, I'm, I'm curious, how has pushing yourself through this process, and it's been a whirlwind process, uh, honestly, of, of publishing this book, how has it grown and stretched you as a person, as a mom? Uh, what, are the, what are some of the things that you've learned? 
oh my goodness, I feel so empowered through this process. And as a Christian, a lot of the Christian bookstores also closed down in my area, um, like the Christian uh, bookstores. Um, and so for me, it was so empowering that I can create a book that um, had very positive values. I can create my next book is going to be a, a Christian book. I think parents are the most qualified to create books and to um, make stories to create stories that has lessons that we want to pass down to our children. Mm. And so I was a stay-at-home mom for um, a couple years. I was a student for a really long time, finishing up my graduate degree. And so I did feel uh, for a while, even before I started my um, my job at working in a political campaign, I felt like I wasn't professional. Mm. I felt really stuck, and I wasn't up with the industry standards um, and and it was actually it's so amazing how one door can lead to another. When I was in a working in a political campaign office, I'm constantly surrounded by really successful businessmen and women, by politicians, by community um, NGO leaders, and things like that. And I was like, oh my goodness, I can create this book. This is I had a book, I had an idea for a book, and it was very much um, a conception, you know, around this time last mm. year. Um, but I think being around successful, driven people, people who kept me accountable allowed me to, um, really finish and publish this book. Mm-hmm. I also think it was a combination of not being in my twenties anymore, but also, um, hitting my thirties. There's a confidence that comes, um, from, um, hitting your 30s. I became a mother. I did childbirth two times. I can take <laughs> on the world, right? I can do it, right. Um, and then there's also um, all the connections that I've made that I've been cultivating and building in my 20s started to really come into play in my 30s when I reached out um, to my lawyer uh, for trademark questions, for copyright questions, when I reached out to my CTA friends on how to set up a new business, when I had questions on, you know, where do I go to register my new business at the county office, um, and even trying to find an illustrator, it was when I reached out to my friends, they were able to connect me with different people mm-hmm. that, um, and even the printing company and things like that, that all came into play through um, the context um, that really, in the, at the end of the day, that God had ordained and God has just uh, had uh, put in, in front of me um, each step of the way. So this could not have been done without, honestly, without God. It, mm-hmm. it was just... I try to do it um, out of my own power, but when I started playing, when I started asking my Christian networks too, um, they were so supportive, and they were the ones that um, that helped me, you know, to finish this in the end. That's so awesome. We are talking to Eunice Kang, author of Mama What If, and more so now entrepreneur and publisher of her <laughs> own yeah. uh, independent publisher, Mighty Fortress Press, yeah. Doc. It's That's such right. a great thing, Eunice, and it's so fun to hear your excitement. Mm-hmm. What about um, others that you cross paths with that would go like, hey, I'd maybe be interested in trying to publish a book, but maybe they've just felt they could never do it or too intimidated, whatever. What what advice would you give to others to consider tackling a, a similar kind of an endeavor? Right. First of all, if you have a book idea, don't lose that book idea. Um, definitely write it down, uh, pen it down on a piece of paper. Go ahead and write six figures um, if it's a picture book. 
after that, um, you, I would, I would then, well, for me, what I did was I, it was something I definitely wanted to do and I didn't want to publish it just, you know, oh, Eunice, just Eunice Kang and th- that being a publisher. I wanted it to be, to have an air of um, professionalism. Yeah. Um, so I did set up my own company and my own name, um, company name and registered this. And once I did that, it was a lot of this is administering. The easiest part is actually printing the book. Mm-hmm. And so setting up, um, getting an ISBN number, um, registering the book at the Library of Congress, getting this copyrighted, sending in your an extra copy to the copyright office. Um, then if you if it's a picture book to get an illustrator and even with the illustrator, it's not about here are the words to my book. You know, you have 100 percent creative control. I. As an author, you have sort of an idea of what you want to see in the book. And so I worked very closely with my illustrator, Jane Yu, and together, you know, we made a lot of these creative decisions. For example, the color scheme of the book, that was very intentional. Mm-hmm. You can see in the cover of the book, it's light blue, it's yep. tangerine orange. Yep. Um, the mom is wearing um, a very uh, a maroon pink sort of business, um, business collared shirt. She's wearing black flags. She has brown hair. They don't both have black hair. The, the shape of the eyes and things like that, the yep. font um, and everything. Um, so that was that was a big hurdle. Once we got that done, um, then you have to find a great printer because if you get it printed, you know, domestically, um, your 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 profit margins are going to come. You know, a lot um, are going to be drastically reduced. Mm. A lot of these um, most main main um, established uh, traditional publishers. They do do it overseas. I also had to do it overseas um, as well to keep to reduce the cost. Um, and then, you know, putting it on Amazon is its own beast of its <laughs> own. Yeah. And uh, and then and marketing, like I said, marketing was the hardest part because um, you don't have a marketing team behind you. And a lot of it is, for example, like for me, being a mompreneur, um, is um, word of mouth and reaching out to other parents and other moms um, on this book. But you can find the book on Amazon if you type in Mama What If, but there's a lot of Mama What If type of books. So if you do go ahead and also type in Eunice King, that's spelled E-U-N-I-C-E, last name K-A-N-G, the price, the retail price is twenty one ninety five, And even setting up the price point too, you do want to not just break even, but also make money, right? Mm. And so even the pricing of the book to make sure that you can um, get a return on your investment. Because as an independent publisher, um, I had to put in all the investment up front. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Hey, we point. are Thanks, talking Eunice. Eunice King, author of Mama What If. For more information, go to Amazon, type in Eunice King, Mama What If. Eunice, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Up Next with host Tommy Lee, getting to know another influential leader. To hear past episodes, visit upnext.city. That's upnext.city. Join Tommy for Up Next, Saturdays at 3.30 on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.